Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's the internal voice that we have that we may not realize is going on in the background saying, you know, oh, I'm no good at that or I stuffed that up. I really made a botch of that. I'm no good at that. I'm no good at that. And they're the sort of things that will stop you from having the courage to move forward when you need to and really making a great life for yourself. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset and strategy. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode on Property Investory, we continue the conversation with buyer's agent Josh Masters. We'll take you through his step-by-step property investment strategy and his clear thought-provoking advice on how you can make well-informed changes in your life. Having stumbled into property investing, Master says that the most difficult part that holds many people back, himself included, is gradually saving for the very first deposit. I think the things that <laughs> I think the things that hold you back are that the fact that uh, property investing is such a big investment financially, and it's really easy to to squander uh, the very very small opportunities that you have uh, along uh, a year, uh, 10 years, even down to a week. And, and what I mean by that is when I first started investing and I was making money uh, at the restaurant, uh, I really was in a position where I, I, I couldn't spend the money I was making. It just it just accrued almost organically. And, uh, and I was lucky in that way because – a lot of the time now, the, the lifestyles we have, we, we spend more than we make. And it's really to flip that on its head and, and you've got to watch, you've got to be really conscious about your dollars and cents these days. And, uh, and I've got a, a little girl now, uh, she's only nine months old, so there's a lot more um, intent going into how our money is managed and where that's going. But where I see a lot of people getting caught up is that they, they get caught up in the lifestyle. Uh, they get caught up in sort of wanting to, to live this life that is, is free and easy and for today and they forget about putting those small amounts aside. You know, even, even the mentality of and the mindset of putting $10 aside and I'm creating a... Um, we're about to just launch it actually. It's called the 14-Day Property Startup Challenge. And one of the steps in there is to create a separate bank account and automate uh, putting money into that, even if it's only $10. And 
I tell people it's not about the $10. You're not going to get rich by doing $10. It's about the mindset of putting a small amount to the side because that's what you're going to use to build your first nest egg, which is your deposit. Right? And I think a lot of people these days, they get on Instagram, they get on Facebook, they see people living these awesome lives with these champagne and the boats and the Lamborghinis and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, not that I don't love, you know, fast cars, but they think that they have to spend the money to, to live that kind of lifestyle and, and they forget about sort of looking after the, the small things at home and building that, that nest egg uh, because once you have that first deposit, that's the hardest work that you ever have to put in. Once you have that and you can go and get your first loan, then you can invest in that property and watch it grow. Then you take that equity out and you move it into the next one and that's how you start building this portfolio. But the hardest work is always the one that you have to do up front. And, and again, I, I, I go back to that original property that I, I had, Torrin, because I really feel I was really lucky because I don't know if I would have done it otherwise. I just had more money than cents, I think, at the time and, I, and it just happened. But these days, much, much harder and I think you have to be really uh, focused on and disciplined to put small amounts of money away. And I, look, I, I meet a lot of young investors who are still living with their parents and, and trying to save that way. I think it's an awesome idea. And looking for those markets that you can get into on an affordable level. You know, you don't have to buy in Sydney. You don't have to buy around where you live. Uh, property has always been expensive. It's always been one of those expensive assets that you can get into. But if you choose the right area at the right price and get into a level where you can afford, then you can start leveraging that money. And that's where the real power is. It's in leveraging. As you travel the road to learning more about property investing, Masters has come across some fantastic resources which has helped him, including courses and books by Michael Yarny and Robert Kiyosaki. I actually um, had some really uh, great books and I, I mentioned in the last podcast there that I did do uh, Shri Barber's course, Renovating for Profit. Um, I think I did her first ever course which she did, which I, I loved at the time. She's very detail-orientated. I'm sure she's only improve that course tenfold. So if you are thinking about doing something like that, highly recommend it. Uh, I also did um, uh, Carly Crutchfield's C-Corp course around development back in the day. And I don't know if she's still running that now, but uh, there was a lot of great information there uh, on the development side. And, and I use a lot of that knowledge, uh, even in my business today, helping developers uh, source sites. But from, a, I guess, a smaller perspective, some of the, the better books that I've read, uh, I really enjoyed um, uh, for life. I think it's uh, Ed Chan uh, from Chan and Naylor. Uh, they've got two books out or a number of books. Uh, one of them is on tax and the other one's on structuring. And I found those books excellent just in terms of understanding uh, how to use equity how to uh, structure a portfolio, etc. They were fantastic, and <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this, but because um, he's—I he, guess—he's my my competition. But Michael Yardney's book, uh, which is off the top of my head, um, how to how to grow a million-dollar portfolio. I think it was one of his, his first books. 
quite a large book, um, unbelievably concise in, in the information that it, that, it, uh, that it talked about. And, you know, that was one of the books that I, I read and I thought, wow, that, there was so much knowledge in that book. Uh, it, was, it was fantastic. And then there's a lot of other books that I, I you know, um, Richest Man in Babylon, they're more mindset books uh, that, uh, that I'd recommend uh, getting into. Uh, I love Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You know, that was always a classic. Being in the property game has also given him many opportunities to gain insight from other investors such as his mentor, Chris Gray. You know, we hear a lot about uh, all different things. I'm constantly studying and I'm, I'm uh, learning from a lot of different people. Uh, you know, I, I, to give you a bit of background about my uh, history as a buyer's agent, I started with Chris Gray from, from uh, Your Empire who uh, may or may not have been on the show yet. He was actually my first guest. So, <laughs> so Chris was a great mentor to me uh, when I was becoming an agent and, and, uh, and also uh, shaped my portfolio moving forward. Um, because he's he's got such a wealth of experience behind him, and, and he was very much an open book in in that he, he was very willing to share information, uh, and I learned a lot from from Chris himself. Uh, so that you know, in I guess in context, I would have to say, you know, simply because I was with Chris for three years, uh, I, I, a lot of it rubbed off on me, and I have to you know, I'm very appreciative for that. Having accumulated six properties in his portfolio, Masters has a wealth of experience using a formulated strategy, which he also uses with his clients as a buyer's agent. You know, I've been buying five years, five years, five and a half years professionally now. And during that time, and I look, I have to say, it's when I when I look back and look at the success of of buying my properties, I also have to realize the success of my clients because they're they're they've done very very well as well in some cases and i i'm really proud of the work we've done there and and it's actually really helped me shape an investing strategy of sorts uh along through the years looking at what's happened to their portfolios as well as what's happening to mine now we've built a model off that which when I, I sit down with my clients, I talk to them about this model and uh, it is a capital growth model and basic principles behind it are that in a capital growth focus, we are looking at uh, uh, two-thirds of our selection comes down to the area first, right? So you can buy a shack in Bondi Beach and it'll still do well over time because the whole market in that area is being picked up, but you may not rent it out and that's where the bottom third comes into it so the, the bottom third is the property the top third is the area so it's a top-down approach in that respect and then we look at we split those two up and we say okay on one side we've got all the things that will generate a profit uh, for this property and then on the other side we're looking at all the things that will contribute to the risk of that property and that's a really important thing because a lot of my clients they they earn good incomes but they supporting families uh, they're not about to go out tomorrow and retire. They'd like to build a portfolio, but they also want to buy into something that's really going to be very little headache and will generate capital growth over the long term. So risk is a really important factor for them to consider. And I think a lot of portfolios fall over 
because people disregard the risk side of it. And particularly, I'll come back to the reward side, but particularly I think a lot of people uh, trip up on supply side factors. Now, supply side could mean anything from buying in high-density areas where, uh, for example, now you might see Brisbane and Melbourne inner cities being overdeveloped. Subsequently, you see vacancy rates rising and it being difficult to rent out. Now, that affects prices as well. Uh, on another level, I've seen a lot of people fall over uh, buying into house and land uh, releases where there's an unending supply of land to be released and they simply make more and more houses, you know, by the thousands. That is an area where we see a lot of people buy into an area and that price just sits stagnant for, you know, five years. And that's really unfortunate. So um, once we take those risk factors away, then we can look at the, the, the profit factors. And the profit drivers for us, we pay a lot of attention to infrastructure projects that are going into the areas. We're looking for those employment hubs. We're looking for those, um, those areas where wages will be continually pumped up because of those projects being put into particular areas there. Uh, we're looking at where there is uh, cafes, restaurants in the area because it has to appeal to tenants. We're looking at where it is in the growth cycle. So we buy data for literally every suburb across Australia. We have particular uh, factors that we look at. So it could be unemployment, uh, vacancy rates, uh, long-term growth rates, short-term growth rates, um, even uh, population growth, demographics. We have this all on a single spreadsheet and we simply apply filters to it. We match it to what our clients are looking for in their brief and we, I guess, filter it down till we get the top four or five suburbs that we can invest in based on their budget. So we can put these parameters around it and I look at it I take the, uh, a very scientific approach to getting into the investments, uh, into the areas, choosing the right areas. And then once we have those areas, we say, okay, what's the best property that we can buy for our money uh, that will appeal to the tenants in this area? Because effectively, the tenant will pay your mortgage along the way. Coming up after a break, we'll delve into Master's personal habits which have contributed to his success. Everybody's got the same amount of time in their day and some people may have different skills than others but when we all wake up in the morning, we, can, we all have the opportunity to make certain decisions in our day that will make a difference in our lifetime. Hear information on his book, Why Property, Why Now and How It Can Help You. Uh, I spent a lot of time vested into putting the things that I saw that was missing in the market after, after you know working for years as a buyer's agent the questions that continually came up for investors. And that's next. I'm Tyron Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Are you looking at buying or investing in property? Unsure of where and what to buy? Many investors in the community have raised these questions frequently. That's why I've created a property sourcing service to help investors like yourself find investment opportunities at wholesale prices to add to your new or existing portfolio. I'm currently accepting expressions of interest. To apply, visit propertyinveststory.com.au. 
Now back to the show. A powerful personal habit to emulate from masters, not just in property investing but in everyday life, is to make a ritual of expressing gratitude for the good things in your life each day. The older I get, <laughs> and the more mentors that I uh, I come across in my in my life the more I I really understand that success and the power that comes uh, or that, that that creates that is is really a mindset there is you see you've got to you've got to look at everybody's got the same amount of time in their day all right and some people may have different skills than others but when we all wake up in the morning, we can we all have the opportunity to make uh, certain decisions in our day that will make a difference in our lifetime. And they may only be small decisions, incremental things along the way. But once you start to realise that that you know the guys who are your uh, the the people you look up to, they they wake up in their morning or, or uh, you know, it could be a he or a she and they've, they make certain decisions that bring them to success. And then once you start to realise that, that you too can make those same decisions, then that's a really powerful thing and that's why mindset, you know, when you get to these top levels, people – start to talk more and more around mindset and why it's important and why you've got to be in the right frame of mind. One of the things, I don't want to get too woo-woo here, but, you know, one of the things that's been really uh, has has made a big contribution to the way I carry out what I do on a daily basis, and this is not just with property investing but you know, the, uh, with my relationship with my wife, with my daughter, with my friends, with my business, is uh, uh, or are the the stories that I tell myself. And you can call it a mantra or whatever you like, but I make it a habit now to when I wake up in the morning, I have a gratitude meditation where I think about how great particular things are in my life and I focus on that for 10 minutes. Now, I actually heard Tony Robbins talking about this the other day and he said what that actually does, <laughs> the science of it, he said it actually takes you away from focusing uh, on what you have rather than what you don't have because too many of us go through our day focusing on what we don't have, what we haven't got yet, what we're trying to get. And that often brings more of the same thing. So having a 10-minute gratitude session in the morning, focusing on what I do have, suddenly sort of the light comes on and you're like, wow, actually, you know, my life is pretty good and I don't want to have to get into a situation where I'm shocked into that, you know, into that session where I where I fall into a you know some scenario or I have to go to a, a third world country to see that level of poverty where I go wow you know 
I live a great life and I'd, I'd rather I'd rather do that on a small level every day that make those incremental gains every day and along with that I also have um, a I guess a set of um, I, I I don't call them mantras but they're the things that I I want to be I so it starts with I am right so I might have a 10 lines there I am X or I am Y and that is me reprogramming my brain to think in the right way for that day and I do that every day so I so what a lot of people fall into is they you know they get home from work they've had a shit day they feel like a failure and they beat themselves up and it's not always the things that we say to other people, but it's the internal voice that we have that we may not realize is going on in the background saying, you know, oh, I'm no good at that or I stuffed that up. I really made a botch of that. I'm no good at that. I'm no good at that. And they're the sort of things that will stop you from having the courage to move forward when you need to and really making a great life for yourself. So, for me to sit down with that gratitude meditation and then have my my little mantra where I tell myself the exact words that I want to feed into my brain every single day in a repetitive manner, then I know that I will become that person. Josh Masters' book, Why Property, Why Now?, released in 2013, is a comprehensive guide which helps readers to set goals and build their own strategy when investing in property. I spent... A lot of time uh, invested into putting, I guess the the things that I saw that was missing in the market after after you know working for years as a buyer's agent, the questions that continually came up for investors, and I ended up splitting the book into three sections. And the first section is all about uh, time, actually, and understanding your priorities and setting your goals. And it's one thing for us to think about our goals in terms of a dollar value but it's another thing to actually put a, a value of time around it and what's really important to you and I get the reader to define for their own journey what that means so that when they do establish a goal it has some real meaning and purpose and feeling behind it. The second section is all around strategy and this comes from a lot of people coming to me saying, you know, I read, you know, all this stuff about cash flow, about capital growth, you know, what's right for me, I don't want to go to a financial planner, they're not going to tell you anything anyway. Uh, but setting, really setting out what each strategy, how it works and what the numbers look like and even pairing them against each other to see, you know, what the outcomes can be and laying out the pros and cons. Uh, can be a real eye-opener for people. And, and there's no right or wrong strategy there, but uh, it gives you the ability to build your own strategy. And the third part of the book are really about the tools and techniques that we've used on the ground as buyer's agents to secure great deals. It talks about how to win at auction, how to secure properties prior to auction, talks about negotiations, talks about the mindset that you need to take into negotiations in order to create win-win outcomes 
and it really is the the bread and butter of of what we do every day that that a lot of people probably miss because they might only buy two or three properties you know in their lifetime and we are literally out in the you know testing these things with different agents and what they say and what we have to say back it's all in the book Inspiration behind the name of Master's book comes from a motivational quote about taking action and making changes in the present moment. You know, people say the best time to, to plant uh, an oak tree was, was 20 years ago. Uh, the second best time is today. And it's the same with property. You know, the best time to buy property was 20 years ago. Second best time is today because a lot of people sit there on their hands and uh, there's never a right time. You know, the market's going up, oh, well, you know, it might stop soon or the market's going down and they're like, why would I buy now? But it's the people who get in and make the decision now that will really win because it doesn't matter what's going on now. If you buy for the next 10, 20, 30 years, you will do well, but it's about taking action and making a change today. To connect with Masters, the best way is through? Go on to uh, our website, www.buysidebuyside.com.au. You can uh, pick up a copy of the first five chapters of the book. And if you email me at josh at buysidebuyside.com.au and and you speak really nicely and you, uh, you mention Tyrone's podcast, uh, I'll send you out a free ebook of why property will now so you can uh, you can read it online so uh, that might be a good little gift or bonus uh, for some of the listeners out there listening today. Thank you to Josh Masters, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about his journey, then visit our website at propertyinvestory.com. Simply type in the search bar Josh Masters and select that episode to learn more about his story. Also, are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to get your copy right now. Thanks for listening. 